Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses various risk management categories, such as vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the period from August 18th to August 24th, 2014. Cisco has released the 2014 Mid-Year Security Report. In this report, Cisco offers data and insights into the top threat intelligence and cybersecurity trends for the first half of 2014. Cisco will release the second scheduled iOS software bundled publication for 2014 on September 24th. Vulnerability activity was slightly decreased from last period, highlighted by large updates for OpenSSL from HP and Juniper. Although no active exploitation was reported, last week saw the release of two exploit code samples for Mozilla Firefox, one of which was for a code execution vulnerability noted in the significant alerts for this week. PHP released versions 5.4.32 and 5.5.16 to correct multiple vulnerabilities that could allow attackers to cause a denial-of-service condition, access sensitive information, or execute arbitrary commands. The vulnerabilities and patches are documented in IntelliShield Security Activity Bulletin 35375. Red Hat released several updates for OpenStack packages distributed with its Red Hat Enterprise Linux operating system, including fixes in OpenStack Nova and OpenStack Neutron. IntelliShield published 168 events last week, which included 70 new events and 98 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. For more information, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield. In the Attacks and Compromises Risk Management category, Community Health Systems Incorporated, or CHS, reported a data breach in an 8K filing with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission. CHS believes that the breach occurred in April and June 2014, affecting approximately 4.5 million people at over 200 sites in 29 states. With the support of Mandiant, CHS believes the attacker was an advanced persistent threat group originating from China that used highly sophisticated malware. Although the initial attack vector was not discussed in the 8K filing, TrustedSec reported that from a trusted source close to the investigation, the initial attack vector was through the widely publicized OpenSSL Heartbleed vulnerability. Advanced persistent threat groups are known to target specific entities through techniques using specialized malware to exploit vulnerabilities and the ability to stay covert long enough to reach their objective. The end goal of the APT group that breached CHS is unknown, and although no patient, financial, or healthcare information was disclosed in the breach, the APT group was able to retrieve personally identifiable information such as names, addresses, birthdates, and social security numbers. This information could be sold on underground markets, allowing the buyer of this information to obtain credit cards or perform other unauthorized actions with someone's identity. Sources close to the investigation have reported the attackers were able to exploit the widely publicized OpenSSL Heartbleed vulnerability to gain initial access to the CHS network. This vulnerability was disclosed in an OpenSSL security advisory on April 7, 2014. 
If this vulnerability was indeed exploited to gain access to the CHS network, and the first breach reported by CHS occurred in April 2014, this shows how fast attackers could act in an attempt to exploit vulnerabilities. It is important for organizations to have a well-planned vulnerability management program that could allow administrators and security personnel to remediate vulnerabilities in their environments when disclosed by vendors in a timely fashion before attackers are able to exploit. In legal news, new legislation signed into law by Delaware Governor Jack Markle grants families the ability to gain legal control over online accounts or personally owned devices. The state law, the Fiduciary Access to Digital Assets and Digital Accounts Act, shares some elements with a proposed model legislation, the Uniform Fiduciary Access to Digital Assets Act from the nonprofit Uniform Law Commission. The new law is the most comprehensive law governing inheritance of online accounts. Because the law applies only to residents of Delaware, the impact of the legislation may be minimal unless more or larger states begin to adopt similar measures. Some industry groups have opposed the law over privacy concerns, and other organizations might challenge the legislation. Finally, in geopolitical news, Saudi Arabian officials are taking steps to refute rumors that Riyadh backs the extremist group Islamic State, according to press reports. In mid-August, Saudi Prince Mohammed bin Nawaf al-Assad wrote an op-ed for a UK newspaper, The Guardian, in which he rejected charges that his government supports the Sunni extremist group, which now occupies large stretches of Syria and Iraq. Also this month, Saudi Arabia's top cleric declared the extremist group the enemy number one of Islam, and the Saudi royal family donated $100 million to the United Nations Counterterrorism Center. There is ample evidence to suggest that wealthy Gulf country donors supported and continue to support Sunni fighters opposing President Bashar al-Assad of Syria. However, some of the money and weapons inevitably ended up in the hands of Islamic State. That does not equate to direct Saudi government support of IS, as Prince Mohammed and several others have pointed out. Saudi Arabia has been a strong ally to the West in the fight against extremism, and has been on the target of several terrorist attacks in recent years, notably the 2004 attack on a residential compound in Kobar. Saudi Arabia is now one of the fastest-growing economies in the Middle East, making headlines this month with its opening of its stock market to foreign investment. As it grows and its oil, financial, and other critical systems become more reliant on the Internet, its risk profile as a target in the region, not only to IS, but potentially to Iranian actors as well, will be of growing concern to its leaders as well as to foreign investors there. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.